Hey, welcome to the Pretty AF Podcast. I'm Asli Maslow, a brand coach, speaker, author, marketer, and the founder of Pretty AF and the Babel Boutique. I help entrepreneurs going from living paycheck to paycheck in a job they hate to thriving in a career and life they love. This is your place to learn from me and other entrepreneurs that are Pretty AF inside and out. We get into how to create income doing what you love while finding balance between your wellness, beauty, travel, and philanthropy. If you're ready to get inspired and have actionable steps to build the life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. And I think too, like part of the overwhelm, at least for myself, is like kind of having this constant need to feel busy. And so Mm -hmm. like in my coaching right now, I'm um, still working one-on-one with clients and I plan to always do that. Um, But I recently have launched a small group coaching program as well. And really deciding to focus my energy on just those two things to make them help them grow and become the best that they can be rather than like once I launch my group coaching kind of like twiddling my fingers asking what should I do next and instead Mm -hmm. kind of continue to refine that process and make it better and better and better um, as you move forward and so I think that's part of the overwhelm too is kind of asking yourself like why am I saying yes to this like why do I have to fill that void you know what is that void Um, because it's kind of scary to like not be busy all the time at least for me as a doer so no me too I've always been like a I want to be the person that came to work first and left last because yeah. it'll make people think I work harder than everyone else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, look at me. I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's me too. Hey, welcome back to the Pretty AF Podcast. I'm your host, Asley Maslow, and that clip was from Live Well with Kel, who's today's guest on the show. I don't know about you, but I've been feeling so overwhelmed lately. This episode was exactly what I needed because Kelly gives the best advice on managing overwhelm. We also chat about having a perfectionist mentality, which I definitely used to have, yo-yo dieting, which I definitely used to do, and so much more. She shares her best tips on wellness, travel, and business. I'm sure you're just as eager as I am to get in this episode, so let's get started. Yeah, Um, so I um, actually started this um, about four years ago now, um, and I just started actually, I was with a different network marketing company knowing that I wanted to do something to kind of help women, especially women, get feeling good in their body again and feeling confident with who they are, but I didn't really have like a lot of tools in my toolbox at the time, so that's why I kind of joined that um, company to be able to offer a resource to help people, not just put out information to share with people, but to really help them take some action. Mm -hmm. And then as I got further into that work, I realized I wanted to dive a little bit deeper and there was a lot more going on than really what was at the surface of just like doing a workout program or eating a certain way. But there's a lot of deeper things I think happening with people that I really Mm -hmm. wanted to take some time with people to help them work through so that they can really um, achieve some goals and achieve what they're looking to do, but in a way that feels really good and to stop them from continuing the same cycle of like starting again Monday, starting and stopping a program, but really like setting up the foundation of a program for life. Cool. So I have a bunch of questions for you on that, but to start, because Pretty AF is about philanthropy as well. Mm -hmm. I wanted you to talk a little bit about how you give back and what makes you want to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've 
um, done some scholarship programs with some coaching because I know that they're, especially with one-on-one coaching, it is a little bit more of an investment um, for people. And there's, there have been some folks that I really know I want to help. And I know that we mm-hmm. work really well together. And so I've done some kind of free or very reduced enrollment of my coaching program to work with them. And that's been really awesome to see them take those steps forward. And then also um, just giving back in the community. There's a young uh, group of young people here in town that in that where I live that we spent some time over the summer just doing some like walk and talk kind of Mm -hmm. groups with these little girls to just kind of create some consistency and stability in their life of someone showing up you know every Monday to meet with them to talk with them and um, let them know that they're cared about and that they're not alone um, because for some that might not be something that they have at all and so if they can have that hour you know once a week and that was really rewarding to be a part of that as well yeah that's really cool is that a specific program or yep it's a a program local to our community here um for um, young students who maybe don't necessarily have as much opportunities um in their home life or especially when school's out of session that they need that kind of structure in their day-to-day for you know safety nourishment um fun kind of all of those things so Mm -hmm. I love that you brought up that you give scholarships to Mm -hmm. Um, coaching because I don't I feel like sometimes we may not look at what we do in coaching and things like that as giving back but it really is right it is especially (laughs) if you think about and kind of the real reason why I not the real reason another layer of the reason of why I started coaching too is because I had a conversation with a, a counselor in college because I didn't know what direction I wanted to go and just like being in in the room with her and having this conversation and being in that chair and having her ask me questions and listen mm-hmm. and like really fully listen and respond and help me. I left her office feeling so much more clear and better and just unstoppable that I think that, you know, sometimes it's unfortunate that if somebody can't necessarily afford to invest or do that that they can't still have that feeling of feeling Mm -hmm. um, really good and you know getting really clear on their path and that might be just the one thing to launch them into the next thing that they're meant to do Um, and so I want to be able to help um, provide that for people when when it fits. So you said that you worked promoting a network marketing company at first Mm -hmm. right? So how did you make that leap into being a coach instead? Yeah, um, it really came, so we would, you know, hold different ways of keeping people accountable, and it was more of like a a group format, um, and it was, you know, for a shorter period of time, and it just felt like something was missing, and my goal at the time was to just try to get as many people in it as I could, Mm -hmm. Um, and that I think was maybe, it was good that it got people started, but it was also doing some a disservice where I could tell I was getting lots of questions and some of them are pretty deep questions too or you know thoughts and things which were powerful for them to have but also I didn't necessarily have the time or ability to really respond to those in a way and so I decided I wanted to kind of dive in a little deeper and that's when I got certified through the Health Coach Institute for Health Coaching and Life Coaching to really help these women at a deeper level, which they were looking for, and then to be able to offer that for them too, of, you know, Mm -hmm. this isn't going to be just a start and stop workout, but we're going to get to the good stuff fast, and it's going to be 
fun. So cool. So that program that you did, how did you pick that? Um, I for the for my coaching certification. Yeah, program, yeah, that. Yeah, um, I had a couple in mind that I had heard of and mm-hmm. researched. So I did some uh, research myself. I asked around to other people who were coaches or that I knew were thinking about coaching, um, and then just did a lot of um, research online. There was a lot of factors, you know, that go into it yeah. as well. Um, affordability is one thing. Or, you know, like what you put out, are you going to get that sort of investment? And so one of the things that really stuck out to me about this program that was different maybe from others that I was looking at is that it really kind of got deeper into the coaching aspects and asking questions and asking those reflective questions and, mm-hmm. and meeting people where they're at versus like learning a lot about nutrition or learning a lot about different diets and things like that, but really getting to like the part of the issue for a lot of people and working on that coaching aspect yeah and what was that program called that you did it was through the health coach institute it's called become a health coach cool yeah so i wanted you to give us your best pre-af tips so what are your your number one tip for traveling i would say and this is a new tip to me too, especially as I'm a newer mom. I have a 14 month old son and we've um, taken a couple flights together now. Um, and leggings with pockets is my (laughs) number one tip. Like the more hands you can have besides your own two hands, which are never enough, um, is huge. And so that's been kind of my go-to is like pockets, 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 leggings with pockets, a jacket with uh, pockets that zip close, like just to kind of keep you feeling um, better. And then another travel tip too is um, I kind of just have like my go-to, you know, overnight bag ready to go. So I'm not always spending time mm. um, putting those things together. So I just have a face wash in there, toothpaste, toothbrush, and kind of think through my day of like, where do I start? Um, and um, staying hydrated too is a big deal. I love that. So on the leggings, is there a specific brand or is it just any with pockets? Um, for myself personally, I also am a rep for an activewear company. So it's those um, okay. leggings as well too. So they I, they just kind of come into my life and I'm obsessed with them now. And yeah. um, if I don't have pockets, I like will put something on my leg and be like, oh shoot, there's not a pocket there. So um, yeah, uh, it's called Zaya Activewear if you're familiar. Okay. I've never heard of them, but yeah. I'll check them out. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. So what is your number one tip for wellness? For my number one tip for wellness, I would say, is to do what you enjoy um, and really own that and do that. And I always use the example of there's a gal that I know who she, like, if, especially if somebody say they're struggling to stick to like a workout program or that, that sort of thing. Um, there's a gal that I know that she loves Zumba class. She like absolutely loves it. That's her go-to all the time. For myself, like I hate it. I feel like spazzy because <laughs> I can't keep up. I don't know what's going on. I don't have rhythm. Ugh, nothing. <laughs> um, but, but I do enjoy like weight training and that kind of stuff when that's something that she doesn't like. And so it's just finding what you love and owning it and you're going to get the best results from what you love doing most because you're going to show up more consistently Mm -hmm. you're going to try harder you're going to um have fun while doing it too and so that i would say is um one of my number one wellness tips is to just find what you enjoy own it um and keep doing it keep showing up whether too that's like 
you know, nutrition or, you know, your morning routine. Just continue to find what works for you. Mm-hmm. Experiment. Be open to experimenting. Just because you just try one thing once doesn't mean it has to be the thing you do forever. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because it was always mm-hmm. a struggle for me to work out. And then yeah. I found Reformer Pilates. And yes, I love Pilates. It reminded me of when I used to dance in high school because the music mm-hmm. and, like, the group and it was easy for me to go like it I look yeah. forward to it versus any time before like working out I would be like oh god I don't want to <laughs> right yeah and so have you noticed in yourself that you're you know consistently showing up more to that than yeah. others yeah, yeah definitely definitely and so that's where you're getting results because you're mm-hmm. going to show up and you're going to be excited about it so that's and cool I that's think cool. it helps too that the studio will charge you if you don't show up Yes, accountability is huge, that's for sure. Yep, absolutely. That goes a long way. (laughs) Definitely. So I want you to share your number one business tip. So that is, I'm going to go super basic with that one, and that Mm. is to set a timer. And it Mm. sounds probably like very simple, um, but that's because it is. It's simple. Set a timer for focus time. So often we kind of get, or at least for myself personally, I get really... um, like thinking about I have so much to do and I don't want to do it. And so I think about how much time it's going to take. But in reality, um, it doesn't take that much time at all. And, and where I got this concept from or this kind of like tip that I use is one that I share with others now, too. And it, it came from something as simple as unloading the dishwasher. Like I was like loathing the idea of unloading the dishwasher. I, I hate unloading the dishwasher. And so one time I was like reheating some food and I was like kind of challenging myself, like, okay, don't waste your time looking at your phone, like do something with this time. And I saw the light was on for the dishwasher that it was done. Um, And so I was like, okay, we'll just see how much you can get done by the time your food is done warming up. And I think it was like Mm -hmm. two or three minutes or I think it was three minutes. And I got the entire um, dishwasher unloaded before my food was even done. And that just kind of blew my mind. Like, there's this thing that you hate doing that you think takes so much time and Mm -hmm. it literally took you less than three minutes. And so I kind of carry that with me as I move forward to like tasks that I don't want to do, like kind of doing those hard tasks first. Um, And they typically typically don't take as much time as we think that they will. So setting a timer (laughs) is huge. So do you use time? Do you use your phone for a timer or I do yep I just set a timer for like even as short as like 20 or 25 minutes even Mm -hmm. then too and then like allowing yourself a break Um, but sometimes you have to Mm -hmm. set a timer for your break too like two to three minutes because you can kind of get down this you know goal of doing the next thing and the next thing so kind of being focused about that as well so that's that's something that's worked really well for me especially on the days when I just like don't feel like doing the things that I know I need to do yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. What, however much time you give yourself is how long a task right. will take. <laughs> exactly. Yep, exactly. So I kind of want to go back um, mm-hmm. to, you mentioned um, how people have commented before on, I went through all your stuff, like your social media okay. websites. <laughs> yeah. um, you, and so. you've, you've mentioned how um, people have commented on how you're doing it all. And how easy it is for people to feel overwhelmed. How can you feel less overwhelmed? Hey, do you have an incredible biz, but you just can't seem to attract the right people online? 
What if your social presence brought in consistent leads and automatically got them to buy your products, even while you slept? If this sounds like a dream, then you have to get on the wait list for my online course, The Digital Academy of Social Media. I'll teach you everything you need to know to not only be taken seriously online, but to continuously have sales without you having to lift a finger. You'll learn how to spend less time online while increasing your presence, sales, and overall biz and brand. Click the link in the show notes to get on the wait list. We only take so many students in each round, so sign up now. Back to the show. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was actually just a conversation um, last week. I was talking to somebody on the phone, and she's like, gosh, I just don't know how you do it all. And I was like, my kitchen sink is full of dishes right now, and my son is eating lunch in my chair, and like, that's just the way it is. So I think there's this perception that we have to do it all perfectly, yeah. but I think doing something is better than doing nothing, um, and that it doesn't need to be perfect. And yes, you want, you know, like a clean environment, at least for me, I need like kind mm-hmm. of some structure and a clean environment to keep that sanity, um, but also like knowing that, um, we don't have to do it all perfectly. And a big thing with um, reducing the overwhelm too is to go ahead and try to make a plan. And this is something that's as early, as recent as yesterday afternoon, I sat down and um, kind of looked at the rest of the year ahead and into 2020 of what I want to do and mm-hmm. um, getting out getting the thoughts out of your head and onto paper really helps reduce that overwhelm. And again, kind of goes back to like setting that timer of like, you can do this. There is Mm -hmm. enough time. Um, as long as you kind of remain again, focused on those things and, and follow that plan that you've set for yourself. And also asking yourself, like when you come, when it comes to planning these things too, I tend to be an over planner and an over, say yes sir to things if that's a word <laughs> say yes sir but mm-hmm. um i'm learning more and more that to not do that and so when you're thinking about you know reducing that overwhelm in your life and like saying yes to plans and things mm-hmm. is to kind of ask yourself like when the time comes to follow through with this will i actually want to um what will my energy be around it and kind of continue to ask the question too of like what's the purpose of this yeah. um, as well so those are some things that have recently been kind of tools that I've been using personally to help reduce that overwhelm. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I used to say yes to everything, mm-hmm. oh. but now I try to focus on one thing at a time. And yes. if I know I won't be able to focus on whatever that thing is and be present, then I have mm-hmm. to say no to it. Because right. what's the point if I'm going to be working on my phone during a meeting if I just don't see the point I'd rather say no and like disappoint someone that way versus showing up but not really showing up right and I think too like part of the overwhelm at least for myself is like kind of having this constant need to feel busy and so Mm -hmm. like in my coaching right now I'm um, still working one-on-one with clients and I plan to always do that Um, but I recently have launched a small group coaching program as well and really deciding to focus my energy on just those two things to make them help them grow and become the best that they can be rather than like once I launch my group coaching kind of like 
twiddling my fingers asking what should I do next and instead Mm -hmm. kind of continuing to refine that process and make it better and better and better um, as you move forward and so I think that's part of the overwhelm too is kind of asking yourself like why am I saying yes to this like why do I have to fill that void you know what is that void Um, because it's kind of scary to like not be busy all the time at least for me I'm a doer so no me too I've always been like a I want to be the person that came to work first and left last because yeah. it'll make people think I work harder than everyone else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, look at me. I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's me too. So kind of diving back into the wellness side of things, mm-hmm. you talk about a lot about loving ourselves right now. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips on how we can do that and how we can have confidence where we're at right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think with that, um, it's to start small. And it's okay to want to make improvements to our body. And I think like part of this, something that I've noticed with, especially with like the health coaching that I do, not necessarily like my health coaching, but the, this industry and like what you see other people putting out there, it's almost Mm -hmm. like you feel crap. You're like made to feel like crap about yourself. If you don't love everything about yourself, like, Mm -hmm. you know, if I don't love everything about myself, then am I even like, what's wrong with me then? Like, why don't I why don't I love this like cellulite on my legs? I should love it. Um, (laughs) But the reality is like, we don't have to, like no one says you have to do that. Um, And so I think like within this industry too, we've almost like created a a mess, if you will, or Mm -hmm. um, kind of have some cleanup to do around it as far as like how we see things in our body. Um, And so like, you know, if we don't love every part of our body, then we feel like we have low confidence or we need to find more confidence to love that part. But really it can be as simple as like we observe things in our body and we can have a desire to want to improve them, Mm -hmm. but we don't have to attach meaning to that thing. Like, you know, if you see Mm -hmm. cellulite on your legs, it doesn't mean like you're, you're fat and lazy and you know, not good enough. It just means you have cellulite on your legs and you're a human that has Mm -hmm. that what everybody has um or if you see like an area of your body that you see is like excess like you know excess on your upper arms or something to look at that as not necessarily as meaning like you're not working out enough or you're not eating good enough or those sorts of things but just look at it as you know an opportunity of like okay this is an area where I can you know see if I can get better at doing push-ups or get you know, get to know the weight room or, or like acknowledge that these arms are really strong and they hold my kids and they, Mm -hmm. you know, help me do things. And so, um, I think it's kind of a mix of, of like acknowledging those areas that we want to improve and really being okay with like, you can improve them. It's okay to -hmm. want to improve these parts of your body, but then also like not attach meaning to them if there is a, an area that you see as I'm air quoting as flaws mm-hmm. um, that they don't mean something about you they're just something on you kind of thinking so I think that's really interesting that because I think myself being like I've for a long time I was a yo-yo dieter mm-hmm. and yeah. I definitely attached like if I look fat like people are going to think that I'm lazy and mm-hmm. like those type of things so yeah. how do you have any tips on how to kind of break that that thought right. process yeah that's really hard and actually that's um perfect timing of asking this too is um right now I'm just working with a, a coaching group doing a free challenge all about acknowledgement mm-hmm. um and I think it kind of starts there of just like starting to acknowledge 
um, good things about yourself um, and really taking ownership of that. And I think like um, sometimes it's like pretty far-fetched to look in the mirror and say, I love you or I love everything about you. But if you can Mm -hmm. start like pulling apart these things that you really like about yourself, like you have beautiful eyes, I really love my eyes, or um, you really handled that situation with grace, or you, you know, answered that tough question, Um, and to acknowledge, like, these little things that we do about, you know, in our day-to-day, or Mm -hmm. about ourselves, I think that helps, and again, that's kind of like starting small, like, it's a lot of work to um, kind of let go of those thoughts that yeah. You just mentioned of like, oh, if you feel like you're gaining weight, people will think these things about you. And instead, kind of like doing a reflection of like, what what has been making me gain weight lately? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, knowing is this something I can do something about? Is this something that, you know, I'm just a season of kind of things that we're going through and kind of giving your own self that grace. And when we do that, it kind of helps kind of bounce off what we, what we think other mm-hmm. people might think about us. But that's another thing too, is like, in reality, we're also concerned about ourselves <laughs> that we're not really, you know, people aren't probably paying as much attention to us as we think that mm-hmm. they might be, or we're self-conscious that they are because they probably have their whole list of things running through their head about themselves, right? But not noticing those things that you're worrying about <laughs> for yourself. Yeah, that's so. definitely true. And yeah. I love that you mentioned um, being in seasons because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when we're going through something hard, like a lot of times when I'm right. going through something emotional is when I gain weight mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's because I emotionally eat. Mm-hmm. But I think part of that is realizing that it's just the season. It's not going to be like this forever. Right. Exactly. And so that's something too that I work on like coaching clients with as well is, um, well, I do both like health coaching and then mm-hmm. business um, kind of coaching as well and so my typical like our idea like a cycle of it is that someone does their health coaching with me they get super excited and they feel really confident about themselves they know like hey I also want to I've had this you know dream to do you know start this business or do this thing or you know you know start making this and start selling it or whatever mm-hmm. that they want to be doing but they've been letting this like confidence in themselves their physical health um mental emotional health kind of hold them back from taking that step so we spend a lot of time in my coaching and working on that and then the next level is kind of like okay let's what's next like I'm going to be here for you for the what's next Mm -hmm. um and I actually had a coaching client who kind of she started in the reverse order she came to me as like a business coaching client and we spent a long time um, working on really setting a strong foundation for her business. And after about our third round of coaching together, she mm-hmm. mentioned that she's just not feeling very good um, physically, like about her health. And um, it was first just acknowledging that, you know, that wasn't your focus of what we were focusing on. Mm-hmm. You know, we we're focusing on your business and maybe some of that physical health focus got distracted. And so now that we have this foundation for your business, but set a strong foundation for your health. And it's almost like kind of setting foundation by foundation by foundation and then Mm -hmm. stacking on top of each other rather than having it all be like a perfectly, you know, well-rounded cycle. It's not always Mm -hmm. going to be balanced, um, but we can make incremental improvements, you know? So Mm -hmm. next time you're in a, a stressful kind of emotional season, it might be better than the last time. You know, mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking about how is this 
this stressful season better than the last one I went through? Like, how have I reflected and grown from this? And so, yeah, we're always going to be having these kind of um, areas of thinking about how could I be doing this better or why, you know, why isn't this balanced? But instead, we are um, able to, you know, just make improvements in each area and kind of maybe focus on separate areas. But Mm -hmm. as we go our health is continuing to be better than it was. Our business is stronger than it was. Mm-hmm. And it may fluctuate in different seasons. And again, it's all about just like giving yourself that grace of like, this is where you're at in this season. Mm-hmm. So on that kind of getting out of, I guess, the dieters mindset, mm-hmm. do you have any tips on how to kind of break that cycle? If you've always been one that you go on diets, you lose a bunch of mm-hmm. weight, and then you go off the diet, you gain weight. Right. And repeat. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, definitely. I think um, one of the big parts of that is just recognizing that itself. Like, mm-hmm. hey, this isn't working for me. The thing that I've been trying and trying and trying again and again and again isn't working for me. And, you know, even within, like, those diets that you go on or those, like, programs that you follow or that sort of thing, like, mm-hmm. kind of pull out, like, what has worked well from those things that you've done? What, like, did you enjoy about it? Because they don't all have to be completely miserable or completely depriving or beating ourselves up. You know, there are probably some good things from them. And so pulling them out of, like, what what can't what 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 has felt good from this thing and kind of adding that to your toolbox Hmm. and another thing that I really like to consider with people too is that they think about it more as like meeting in the middle like we don't have to be perfect eat clean 100% or you know just perfect and we don't have to like binge like crazy but one of the things that I I'm like, I'm not, I don't really love cooking, to be honest. <laughs> Mostly, like, I hate the mess of the cleanup. But yeah. one thing I am really good at is making salad. Um, <laughs> I love, like, a good salad. And my salads probably aren't, like, the, you know, cleanest salad. Like, just recently, mm-hmm. I decided, you know what, I'm going to make some candied walnuts because that's going to be really good on a salad. And if that's going to be the vegetable, or excuse me, the the um, vehicle for me to consume more vegetables, mm-hmm. then so be it. And so it's kind of, again, like that meeting in the middle, like, you know, having some candied walnuts on my salad is better than um, choosing like the burgers and fries kind of option. And so right. what's going to make this healthy thing taste really yummy and mm-hmm. make me enjoy it and be satisfied with it too, I think is a huge part of it that we often assume like we have to be perfect or not at all. Yeah. So that meet in the middle kind mm-hmm. of concept. Do you have any tips on kind of, so I feel like it's kind of a mindset thing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you're one or, or the other extremes. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips on kind of breaking that? Like I have to be either perfect or not do it at all. Yeah, um, that's a really good question. And again, I think that just goes back to, and this is a hard thing to practice and kind of work on and get through, but is again, Mm -hmm. like giving yourself that grace. Um, And if you especially think about that person who thinks that they have to be perfect, but yet are they, you know, really being perfect? Why are they struggling if they're being perfect, 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 and then they maybe like binge on something that doesn't feel as good for them or that kind of thing? You know, like how can we, like I just said, like increase the satisfaction or like make those Mm -hmm. things that we think have to be perfect, just like a little bit 
um, yummier for us or more satisfying or again just continuing to find like what feels good for you Mm -hmm. um, and owning that and you know just like in your example of like it's okay if I don't want to you know run a marathon or I don't know if you're running marathons or anything but like (laughs) it's okay if I don't want to you know do these things that you see everyone else doing because I know for me like Pilates feels really good and so Mm -hmm. just owning like those things that you know work for you yeah um, and moving forward with them too I love that are there any other um tips or advice or anything that you want my listeners to know I would say just, again, continue to give yourself grace. Um, One of the things that has really helped me, I actually got this tool from somebody that I followed on social media when it comes to, like, you know, making a decision around what to eat or, you know, you know, kind of going back to your question about that, like, diet mindset um, Mm -hmm. is really kind of thinking about how can you start practicing an abundance mindset and that's going to really serve you a long way too. And so these two questions that you can ask yourself really in any situation, especially, you know, holidays and parties and gatherings and things, thinking mm-hmm. about, have I had this before and can I have this again? So kind mm-hmm. of creating that like abundance mindset over these foods or, mm-hmm. you know, experiences even too. And it goes back to the overwhelm too. Like, can I go to this? event in the future you know do I know what it's like kind of giving you that opportunity to think through like do I need to say yes to this right now mm-hmm. or will there be a future opportunity where um it will be better um you know better for you um better with your time your schedule or like food that you're eating too so I think they all just kind of um translate together um and another thing I just want probably people to know is just own like what's working for you and mm-hmm. continue to make that just, you know, five to 10% better what's working for you. And then just make it a little bit better and realizing and knowing that we are all beautiful and pretty in our own unique way and comparing, um, isn't going to help, but really again, owning like what is unique and wonderful about ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think two things, um, I want to go on that you mentioned, One is, I love that tip of thinking, can I have this in the future? And kind of the abundance mindset. Because with that, I know a lot of times when I would, about to be starting a diet, the day before I'd be like, well, I'm going to eat everything because... Right, exactly. (laughs) I'm not going to have it. (laughs) Like, can't have it tomorrow, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great way to kind of think about it instead of saying like, Mm -hmm. now I'm not going to have this anymore, like... Right, not but I can have it in. again in the future if I want. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, like, never again cut off, but, like, will I have the opportunity to eat this again? Sure. Yeah. Do I need it right now? No, I don't need it right now. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, I completely forgot what I was going to say. This <laughs> <laughs> happens to me a lot. <laughs> um, so how can everyone find you, work with you, yeah. get connected with you? Um, yeah, so um, my website is just www.livewellwithkel.com. Otherwise, I'm on um, Instagram and Facebook as Live Well with Kel also. Awesome. So my last question that I ask every guest, what does being pretty AF mean to you? To me, that means, um, and I think I kind of said this before, but just owning, owning it, owning what works for you and realizing mm-hmm. that 
you already know. That's kind of one of the pillars of my coaching is that you already know. You already know what feels good for you, what's going to work for you, what doesn't work for you. And so continuing to um, embrace that with confidence and let it help you make future decisions um, is really empowering. And just trusting your own gut wisdom because you are the expert of yourself. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much. It's so crazy because this episode was recorded months ago, but it's exactly what I needed to hear right now. I hope it helped you as much as it helped me. And thank you, Kelly, again, for taking the time to chat with me on the Pretty AF podcast. Thank you for taking this time for yourself to get one step closer to a life you love. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me. If you left me a review on iTunes or whatever you're listening on, tell me what you want to hear more of or your favorite parts of the episode. Until next time, I'm Ozzy Maslow. Lots of love. And don't forget, you're pretty AF.